and uh, everybody else was sick for 24 to 36 hours. I was sick for four days. Aren't I lucky? <laughs> so, but anyway, so I get to preach it this week. You could open up in the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 17. I do want to speak about the Ukraine situation, and there is so much that could be and needs to be addressed regarding this situation between Ukraine and Russia. So I've decided to address it by taking on different segments that I think are important to note. I will be as brief as possible, and I will put links in the detail box of this sermon where it is posted, though there's not enough room there to get nearly all the links I would like to post there. So I may have to make a link to the links of the links <laughs> in order to get you informed. This sermon is by no means exhaustive on this matter. Rather, the sermon is designed to bring some facts to bear that you may have not been aware of, give you an alternative view on what is happening in the Ukraine, and to look at Scripture also along the way. So why don't we stand for the reading of God's word. Our text, main text today is Proverbs chapter 18, verse 17. And the scripture reads, The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. May God bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this time that we do have in your scriptures. We thank you that we... Um, do have time to address this important matter, which has been hoisted upon all the world to look upon the matter of Ukraine. And Lord, we just ask and pray that you would use what's said here for good in people's heart and minds. Lord, you see how there's evil afoot, even now. You see the global tyrants aren't going away. And Lord, we just ask and pray that you help me to set forward that which you've given me to declare and they use it for good in the hearts and minds of each one, so that they might be more discerning in the days ahead, that they might continue faithful to you in the days ahead. May you be glorified, we pray, Father, in Christ Jesus' holy name. Amen. You can be seated. So I want to begin this sermon by saying that I've titled my sermon this, The Ukraine Situation, an Alternative View the Ukraine situation, an alternative view. And I've titled it that because Americans have been force-fed a singular monolithic narrative for over two weeks now. Namely that Putin is Hitler, Putin's a madman, Russia is evil, they want to take over the whole world and reimpose the Soviet Union. All that sound familiar? If it doesn't to you, you've been living in a cave somewhere. It doesn't matter if you listen to the conservative news outlets or liberal outlets. It doesn't matter if you listen to MSNBC and ABC or Fox News and Newsmax. They all saying the same thing. All of them are saying the same thing. Just like with COVID. <laughs> Recall that? All saying the same thing. That right there should be a red flag to you. A notice that something isn't right here. And the Christians, unfortunately, have joined in this chorus. Just as the churchmen and Christians have aided and abetted the tyrants in all their lies and evil actions regarding COVID, now they have joined with the global tyrants yet again. 
getting played by their narrative. Haven't we learned anything over the last two years regarding the media and their monolithic singular narratives? Haven't we learned of their censorship to silence any alternative thought to their narratives? Have you noticed who is pushing this current narrative regarding Russia? The very ones who have spent the last two years trying to enslave every person on the planet through their pandemic narrative. Every evil man on the planet is pushing the narrative regarding Russia. When you see the pile-on against Putin by government officials and the media making him out to be a mindless, brutal beast, with his side of the story completely censored, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be alerted that something's wrong here. Do you actually think these tyrants, both in our country and around the world, actually care about the Ukrainian people? The very same people who have been ruthlessly trying to enslave the whole world by using the narrative of a pandemic? If you do, you are deceived. These global tyrants have an agenda. They are pushing and propagandizing their agenda through their narrative, and they are censoring the Russians as to why Russia has taken military action in the Ukraine. So that's the first segment, the media. Notice what's going on with them. Now let me move into the next segment, which is a little history. A little history. I know that the media and our government want you to think that history began just 10 minutes ago. They count on a very dumb people, and they've done yeoman's work for decades now to make Americans a very dumb people. So the media and our government want you to think that history began just 10 minutes ago, but I learned long ago that people most often have reasons for why they do what they do. Not always. There are some crazy people. But most always, people have reasons for why they do what they do. And if you're a parent, you learn that early on, don't you? Right. Johnny and Sammy are having a little fight, right? And Johnny's like, he hit me. As though that's when history began. Because Sammy then points out, when you ask him, why did you hit him? That, well, uh, I poked him. And then the other kid says, yeah, he, in fact, he poked me five times. I told him to stop five times, and then I smacked him. <laughs> so it's like, you get all this, yeah. People have reasons for why they do what they do. Okay, so you get the whole, yeah. My point is simply this. When someone does something, you can't just look at what the person claiming to be the victim says. You have to investigate. That's important. And the media and our government officials have been censoring any alternative voices which have been pointing out what the investigation reveals. When one investigates, they learn that our nation, the U.S., and the EU, the European Union, and NATO have been provoking Russia for over 10 years now regarding Ukraine. In fact, our country, the EU, and NATO engineered a coup d'etat back in February of 2014, wherein the duly elected prime minister was thrown out of office through violence by mobs of people, wherein hundreds of people were killed. Okay? The prime minister was more Russian-leaning, and they installed a prime minister who leaned towards making Ukraine part of NATO. So this was all engineered by our government, this coup d'etat. Destabilize Ukraine, 
and then put in our guy. So we can move towards making the Ukraine part of NATO. And herein is the rub. Herein is the conflict. There has been a long understanding between Russia and the EU and the U.S. that Ukraine should never become part of NATO. All the world has understood this for decades. That is what is causing this conflict. That is what has caused this conflict. We destabilized Ukraine, engineered a coup d'etat of a duly elected prime minister, and have been pushing towards making Ukraine part of NATO. We've been arming the pro-NATO forces in the Ukraine for years now. Obama did it. Trump did it. Biden's doing it. Putin and the Russians have been warning against these moves repeatedly for over 10 years. Just do a little research. For over 10 years, they've been warning against what's going on there. While we continue to provoke them. You know, a little kid, poke, poke, poke. Other kid slugs them, and then it's like, oh! Like, that's when it started, when the slug took place. No, there's been a lot of provoking going on. It's like the guy who provokes and provokes and provokes, and then when you finally respond, they say, look what he did to me, and they play the victim. Ever have that happen to you in your life? Very manipulative people. I've had it happen to me numerous times. It's disturbing. Even Germany, which is part of NATO, warned about this back in 2013 and 2014, this push to make Ukraine part of NATO. You have not heard these things because the media and our government have censored these things. They are painting a very specific narrative, and these details would color what is going on over there in a very negative light towards our government. So they've censored them all. By the way, there were two provinces of Ukraine that declared their independence from Ukraine after the coup d'etat took place in 2014. The Ukrainian military and NGOs, non-government organizations, because the Ukrainian government has allowed these militia-type groups of various stripes to bomb Donbass and Lensk, the two provinces that broke away after the coup d'etat took place in 2014. In fact, there's been about 14,000 people killed over the last eight years in Donbass and Luhansk by the Ukrainian government and these NGOs, which the Ukrainian government has allowed them to continue to bomb these people. Most of the 14,000 people have been civilians. But you knew nothing of that. You've been told nothing of that. You're to believe that history began 10 minutes ago when Russia invaded Ukraine. So you heard nothing about that. You don't care about them because you haven't been told to care about them by the media and the governments of the world that make up the global tyrants. They have censored that information, those facts from the narrative they have created. Russia views NATO and what NATO represents as a threat to their nation. Do you understand that? Okay, remember the, those of us who are older, remember the Cuban Missile Crisis and what our government did? Okay, remember the Monroe Doctrine? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, do a little history. Every nation does this. They see a threat at their border. They take action. At least any sane nation does. And that's what Russia is doing. Add to this, add to all this, that just two weeks before the Russians began their military operations in Ukraine here, 
Zelensky, the prime minister of Ukraine, who I'm going to talk a little bit more about later, was bragging in a speech about how his government was moving toward obtaining and producing nuclear weapons. That was just two weeks before Russia started their military operations in Ukraine. Again, the media, who wants people to believe that history began 10 minutes ago, counts on a lazy, easily buffaloed people in order to get their narrative anchored in the minds of men. You know what I mean when I say buffaloed? Easily buffaloed? You know, do you ever see someone hunt buffaloes? They just come up and the buffaloes all start stampeding. They all run. And then you get up next to them, the Indians even can kill them. The little bows and arrows. Right up next to them and shoot the buffalo. The buffalo's just running mindlessly. And that's how m- most people are. Whatever the media's saying, oh, yeah, get my mask on. Oh, yeah, put up my Ukrainian flag. It's insane. The most blithe, compliant people the world has ever seen, probably. It's disturbing to watch. No critical thought is left in the minds of men. They go along. Those who know are often silent because they're afraid. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to be the oddball here. People who are ignorant of history don't investigate, and they're able to anchor this narrative they've been building in the minds of the masses. You know that would be about 95% of Americans. Easily buffaloed. Now, the history segment is important, and I could give an hour lecture on it, but this is a sermon, and there's much more I must address. So I will have three links links in the detail box, which gives so much of the history from an interview and a lecture by two different scholars who have devoted their lives to living and studying the region over there. And they're incredibly enlightening, and I've done yeoman's work in investigating all this, just so you know. And so I've made it as easy as possible for you and the links that I make available to learn much in a little amount of time. So you can listen to those scholars if you care to investigate. The next segment I want to talk about is biological weapons labs. There's biological weapons labs in the Ukraine. I know our government has termed them quote-unquote research labs. That's a euphemism. They are dangerous biological biolabs. They are weapon, weaponized biology to harm and destroy people. Let us be clear, though our government has labeled them research labs, they are dangerous weapon labs, and there are numerous ones in the Ukraine. The Russians have pointed this out as one of their reasons for their military operations since it began. Our government, on the other hand, vehemently insisted for the first two weeks of the conflict in Ukraine that there are no weapon biolabs in the Ukraine. Google it. Duck, duck, go. They've all been denying it. So Russia's been telling the truth while our government's been lying solidly for two weeks. Then this past Wednesday, we learned that our government does have biological weapon labs in the Ukraine. Marco Rubio questioning Toria Newland, who is currently Joe Biden's Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs. She formerly worked for the State Department under Obama and was the ambassador to NATO under George W. Bush, the ambassador to NATO. And she is the primary person involved in engineering the destabilization of Ukraine and the coup d'etat that took place 
in 2014, February of 2014. She was being questioned by a Senate panel. Marco Rubio said to her right near the end of the thing, time was just about up, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? And Victoria Newland stunned everyone and said Ukraine has a biological has biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to gain control of. Why would you be concerned of your research labs? Because they're biological weapon labs. That's why. So, she goes on and says, so we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of Russian forces should they approach. So you were telling us all for two weeks leading up, it was longer than that actually, three weeks, that the Russians are going to invade. The Russians are going to invade. You never thought to remove all your biological weapons before they invade it? Now you're playing catch-up? The truth of the matter is the Russians have found remnants of what they've burned and what they've destroyed as they approached Enough documentation to prove to the world that our government, in fact, had weapon biolabs in Ukraine, numerous ones. So she stunned the whole world, but of course, immediately they began to get it in their narrative. She wants the narrative to be, now if anything happens, there's any biological attacks in the Ukraine, we know it's the Russians. That's what she's saying here. We'll blame it on them. When if you know anything about Ukraine, there's so many groups of people against each other, it's crazy. Anybody could use that. Remember that little thing of the, the tank went right over the car, the Russians are these evil, awful people. It's never been verified that that was a Russian vehicle going over that car. And it wasn't a tank. It was actually a missile launcher, which both sides have. Both the Ukrainians and the Russians have the same military equipment in that regard. And that's from military experts themselves saying that. There's been no proof, but the narrative is, oh, it's anything bad, it's Russia. You ever hear the word propaganda? If you haven't noticed, one guy said to me, where do you see any lies or propaganda? I said, pick any headline. Have you scrolled through ABC? Have you scrolled through Fox News? Newsmax, just scroll through them. They're all the same. All propagandized nonsense. Anybody with a two-bit brain can figure it out. And yet we have all these people in our country who can't seem to see propaganda for what it is. We've also learned that the biolabs were set up and started back in 2010. They have expanded, and who knows what all is being developed there, but we do know they are deadly. Tucker Carlson, the only redeeming thing left at Fox News, quoted a video clip from our Defense Department this past Thursday, the day after Newland's revelation about the biolabs. It's from our own Defense Department's website, and it's from 2010, and he shows it, and he says... Quote, U.S. Senator Dick Lugar applauded the opening of the Interim Central Reference Laboratory in Odessa, Ukraine this week, announcing that it will be instrumental in researching dangerous pathogens used by bioterrorists. 
The Level 3 Biosafety Lab will be used to study anthrax, tularemia, and Q fever, as well as other dangerous pathogens. So it's all there to see. Our government's been lying the whole time. Tucker, after showing that clip, responds by saying, oh, okay. Then the National Pulse dug up 2011 report from the U.S. National Academy of Sciences that also explained that the Odessa-based laboratory, quote, is responsible for the identification of especially dangerous biological pathogens, unquote. Tucker goes on and says, so what we're doing, this is not the first time you've heard this story, we are funding the creation of deadly pathogens so we can study them and prevent people from getting infected with them. Sound familiar to the whole COVID thing? And then he says, maybe. (laughs) No, question mark, he has a question mark, maybe. There are lots of examples of this, he goes on to say. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine has a handy webpage explaining that American and Ukrainian scientists have worked on a whole bunch of different experiments like this, unquote. There's biolabs all over. Russia makes it clear that's one of the reasons we're going in, while our country denies it all, until Newland let the cat out of the bag. The exchange continued between Rubio and Newland. Rubio said, if there is a biological or chemical weapon incident or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? I believe this whole thing was set up with Rubio and her. This is theater to these people. They're scumbags. They don't care who dies as long as they get their end goal accomplished. So he wants you to believe that it's the Russians. Even in his question to her, he couldn't hide it. Didn't he just ask a simple question? Even in his question, he had to point to the Russians to make them the bad guys. And she responds by saying, there's no doubt in my mind, Senator. And it is classic Russian technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Now, that last statement by Newland. It's a principle about the nature of men and governments that I teach my children all their lives, that often a man will accuse you of the very thing he plans on doing. And governments are the same way. They'll accuse other governments of doing the very thing they plan on doing. And that's exactly what Victoria Newland is doing here. She's signaling, trying to put all the onus on Russia because they've already built this narrative, Everybody thinks Russia's bad. My golly, most American Christians think Russia's bad because of their little eschatological schemes that they've created from the book of Revelation and the book of Ezekiel. So they already don't like Russia to begin with, so they just embrace this thing. It's disturbing to me. But what she is saying is that we should believe our government, which has been lying this whole time, and believe the bad guys are the Russians who've been telling the truth the whole time. That's what she's doing. Let me tell you straight up right now, because I've seen countless media and politicians use the same reasoning as Newland, including Senator Johnson, laying all the blame on the Russians if there's a biological attack. Let me tell you right now, if there is a biological attack, our government is behind it, not the Russians. So, let me get to the next segment about money. Money makes the world go round. 
It's what most all men only care about their whole lives is money. That's 85% of men always only care about money. If you're one of the 15% who never really cared about money, it probably takes you 40 years on this planet before you realize, no, it's really true. Most men really are motivated by nothing less than money. My investigation has shown me that massive amounts of money from both sides, the EU, US, NATO side, and the Russian side, have gone into courting the Ukrainians to their position, especially from the EU, US, NATO side, far more money. First Timothy, the word of God, states, quote, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And I can assure you that when it comes to political government matters, it is the root of all evil. Along with pride, all evil is all of the evil done there is based on money. I've often told you when you begin to go to the state house, you figure out that it's not really a state house, it's a whorehouse. Everything is run by money. Nobody cares about honesty, righteousness, justice, truth. Equity, no. What they care about is money, money, oh yeah, and money. And that's what moves the whole place. It's what moves the men of the planet. And when you investigate the money situation in this matter, what you're left with is once again, money, money, money. Huge, massive sums. I thought of doing a whole sermon just on this aspect because there's much to say about the nature of man and money. And I may do so in the days ahead, but I do want to say three brief things here now. Our government and the governments of Europe are seizing private property of Russian citizens and shutting down banks and credit cards to Russian citizens. This teaches us three things. Number one, how ultimately money means everything to men. Money is used to control men. Money determines who has power. And the more atheistic the society the more that becomes the case of how money rules everything. The more atheistic, and we're very atheistic here in America, and the West, the more money becomes prominent in controlling men's lives because they've lost the Christian ethic. This is seen throughout history. I always like using the example of the Carthaginians. Remember Carthage and Rome had their fights? Rome always wanted to defeat them. Cato would end all his speeches was, Carthage must be destroyed. (laughs) So so they won their battles against them and the Punic Wars and all that kind of stuff. But the Carthage people, the people of Carthage, weren't actually truly overtaken by the Romans until they embraced the economy of the Romans. And this is an historical fact. They wanted economical stuff that the Romans had to offer. And that's how the world is. They want... The economy, they want the riches, the materialism that these global tyrants have to offer. And because of that, they've been willing to give up freedom, liberty, love for God and family. Because they want that stuff. Money controls people. And it causes them to give up the true things that matter for some what? Some metal, some cloth, It's ridiculous, materialistic things. Number two, how the enemy of this teaches us how an enemy of a state, this matter of them seizing private citizens' possessions and shutting down banks and credit cards, 
teaches us how the enemy of a state wants to turn the business world against them. Seizing the private yachts of Russian businessmen is an act of provocation by our side to turn the businessmen of Russia against Putin. Anybody with a brain understands that. My studies and thoughts regarding interposition, you know, like I've waited for a state to interpose against our federal government and protect the preborn from being butchered. My studies and thoughts regarding that is that when you take a stand against an enemy, you want to have as many of your businessmen on board as possible. That's one aspect. I have a whole aspect of it, which I'll share with the first governor who actually wants to do his duty and protect the preborn. So I'm not sharing it all here. I got great stuff. People always say, well, well, what would they do? Oh, brother. Like, I'm going to tell you, a signal to the whole evil world, this is their plan, how can we snuff it out? When you take a stand against an enemy, you want to have as many of your businessmen on board as possible. Putin views his actions as interposition for the nation of Russia. Understand that. He is acting to interpose on behalf of the nation, he heads up. He has made it clear in his declarations for this military action. My sermon on Canada from two weeks ago, it's in the details box. His statements, his statements as to why they were going into Russia. You might want to read those. So it's linked in the details box for my sermon on Canada just two weeks ago. Putin is building a sustainable alternative economy from the one world hell the global tyrants have built and are trying to enslave everyone to through their digital technology. That is what he's doing. All outward appearances, that's what he's doing. His own declarations, that is what he is doing. He understands that if you're going to take a fight against a tyrant, you better be sound in your economy, and you're going to have to probably build a separate economy to some extent in order to sustain your fight against the tyrant. You have to think these things through. And another thing we learned, by the way, regarding all this money is inflation, right? They're spending more money. They've spent $9, million, $9 trillion on this whole COVID narrative. $5 trillion from Trump and the Republicans, nearly $5 trillion, and nearly $4 trillion from Biden and the Democrats since he's been in power. You do understand that all existing dollars, of all the existing dollars that exist, that's from 1960 to the present, 80% of those dollars were printed over the last two years, since the beginning of 2020. Do you think you can spend that kind of money and there's no consequences for inflation? Are you that stupid? You know, there's people who've lived their whole life who are economists stunned by the inflation. I've read this news stories. Really? That's economics 101. You don't understand that? All that free money you got, all the free money the churchmen got. You know, we found out just this last week that even ABC, MSNBC, Fox, Newsmax, these different various news outlets got $1 billion from our federal government to promote this whole matter of going along with the fiction. 
They bought off. They bought off the businessmen. My son Josh was talking. Some of his friends were bragging how they got thirty-eight thousand dollars. Another guy, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they'll sell their soul for a pot of pork. With the shekels come the shekels. Nothing's free. All the people in America who've been getting all their money, many of them didn't work for a year because why would I? I made more money just sucking off the government than I would working. They just put it right into my bank account. I don't even have to go down to the bank, get on my lazy butt and cash a check. You think that's free? It's not. With the shekels come the shackles. There's consequences. All your free money is going to come and bite you in the rear. And by the way, the feds have been out already, both to churches and businesses, looking into how they spent their money that they got for free. Because there's terms and conditions to anything you get from the government. And if you didn't spend that money properly, you could be in a world of hurt. How many of you think they actually read the fine print of those seven or eight pages? Nope. Everybody told them, it's just free money. Number three, look at the control of money. If they can do it to them, they can do it to you. Didn't they just do that to those fighting for freedom two weeks ago in Canada? Shut down the banks. Shut off their accounts. Make sure they can't eat so they comply. That should bother you. That should concern you. No, no, Putin, he's just an evil person and he deserves everything he gets. So I'm all for that. Now let me bring up some brief arguments. Here's the next segment, Zelensky. The media has done everything they can to make him out as a hero. A glorious man made in the image of Winston Churchill, who, by the way, wasn't all that great. But this culture's made him out to be something wonderful. Here's what I wrote about that. Sickening. The man is a tool of the global tyrants. He stands for every despicable evil. He would sell his soul for a bowl of porridge. Only an ignorant people would believe how they have painted him. And it's sickening. He's an evil, disturbing, filthy man. But haven't you noticed that the media has done this all your life, all these decades? Good men are made to look bad by the media. Bad men are made to look good by the media. And no difference here. But for some reason, everybody's like, Zelensky, good. Putin, bad. How do you even deal with people like this? They won't even get off their lazy rear end and move their fingers on a keyboard to do a little investigation. You can do a search and readily see that he is rabidly pro-abortion. He's rabidly pro-sodomite. He's huge on homo. He's the homosex guy in Ukraine. Okay. The global tyrants hate Putin regarding the homosex matter. Do a search on it. You'll come up with hundreds They hate Putin because of his position against homosex. Richard Moore, I have a picture on my phone. Can you bring my phone up here? It's in my pocket of my black coat. Richard Moore, who's the head of the British government's, thank you, secret intelligence service. He's the head of their whole secret intelligence service. Richard Moore. Here's what he um, tweeted on... um, the heck's going on here? Here's what he tweeted on February 25th, the day after Russia went into 
the Ukraine. He said, with the tragedy and destruction unfolding so distressingly in Ukraine, we should remember the values and hard-won freedoms that distinguish us from Putin, none more than the LGBT plus rights. So let's resume our series of tweets to mark LGBTHM2022. That's the head of uh, their entire deal over there, the secret intelligence service. The governments of the world hate him. The sodomites all hate him because of his stand against sodomy, because he doesn't allow them to march down the streets and corrupt every son and daughter of Russia with the perversion of homosex, like we Americans all do, in the name of love and tolerance. Zelensky is also part of the World Economic Forum and a stooge of theirs. You know, the global tyrants who've been trying to enslave the entire world for the last two years. He claims his hero and mentor is Justin Trudeau. And he treasures his picture with Justin Trudeau. You know, the tyrant of tyrants, the guy from Canada who unleashed all his hell and evil upon the people of Canada for the last two years. That's his hero and mentor. Next segment I want to cover, corporations and government working together. J.P. Sears, I sent the video out through the church email in his 15-minute video dealing with these global tyrants, captures some of what is said and done in Davos, the World Economic Forum's meeting there, which all the presidents speak at. Trump spoke at it, the WEF, World Economic Forum. He spoke there in 2020, in fact just six weeks before he announced the national emergency. Biden spoke there, Obama spoke, they all speak there. These are groups, these various organizations, the World Economic Forum, the Milken Institute, the CFR, they're openly working to the end of bringing government and business together because they've learned this is how you can impose a tyranny upon the people with the mutual collaboration of government and business. Remember my sermons from Micah? What did Micah address? The governments and the businessmen. Why? Because they were working in cahoots to do evil in the land. Other of the prophets addressed both the government officials and the businessmen also for working in cahoots to bring evil in the land. So everybody's claps when Starbucks says, we're shutting down everything over in Russia. McDonald's shuts it down. Yay! Visa stops all their credit cards. Yay! Yay! Woo! I'm thinking to myself, you're really that dumb. This is all about government and business working together to accomplish political ends, which the end goal is to get every one of you digitally connected to them so they can monitor every minute of your life and determine whether you're going to eat or not. I got a whole bunch of stuff here. Forbes put out in his art, uh, their article this uh, the very day that Russia went into the Ukraine. The title of their story is a national vaccine pass has quietly rolled out and red states are getting on board. There's about 21 states already have vaccine passports, which they say aren't vaccine passports because they renamed them. 
your vaccine passes. <laughs> I guess they think that's good enough to trick Americans. They're so stupid. They changed the name. No, they, they distinctly say that in the article. That isn't me saying that. That's them saying it. Look, when you put your shingle on, there is no private business. I've talked about that before. I've got to move on. Next segment I want to talk about, propaganda. Have you seen enough of it? Like, I was going to give you, like, 25 news headlines. It was just pure propaganda. I love this one. Putin's... Oh, it doesn't work. Putin made a miscalculation, and he's running out of gas. His forces aren't going to make it to Kiev. It was all over the news. Yeah. Right. And what idiot would believe that? Only an idiot would believe that. But apparently there's a massive amount of idiots in America, right? It's just like, how stupid can you be? Let me tell you, Putin's got more going on up here than probably most of the global tyrants on the entire planet. If you think he didn't figure out how much gas he needed, you're right. They're, they're saying, look, he's meeting resistance and getting stopped. He doesn't want to kill the Ukrainians. They're brothers. There's much intermarriage between the peoples there. Huge segment of the country itself is Russian. He wants to do his military... He wants to contain them. He wants to get rid of the dogs that are there who are pro-NATO. He wants to wreck all of the stuff they've built. He's wrecking Ukraine everywhere that the NATO pro-NATO people have been building. That's what he's doing. He's very strategic. Oh, he bombed a children's house. Only if you're dumb enough to believe that. Are you that? I mean, give me a break. There's this thing called propaganda. All governments employ it. And our government and the global tyrants on the planet have learned how to do it in a remarkable fashion. And part of it is because of their little one-world meetings at the Milken Institute, the World Economic Forum, the CFR, where they bring together the media people, the business people, the government people, all together to work on what, what would we do next. Remember the propaganda about, oh, he can't, even the Russian people are against him. He, he's had to arrest several thousand people. Okay, let me tell you. Anything, any country on the planet always has thousands of people who are against their government. Do you remember January 6th? Okay. It's like, Oh, he's going he's gonna to lose the war. Oh, he shut down Facebook and Instagram. Well, that could actually be a blessing for people. Yeah, wouldn't you shut it down if Facebook and Instagram were being used to destabilize your nation while you're in the midst of a war? You're fighting for your very lives? I would. But America, oh, yeah, he just, he's against free speech. Oh, but your government's so for it. You think I'm mad now? You think I'd rant now? You ought to see me in my house. And if you think I'm crazy, you ought to see my wife, Clara. <laughs> it's just like, we're just like, how many stupid people can there be? On a, we, we decided, you know, a week and a half ago, we we're like, we have to make it official. We got to get a website. You know, it's official now. Christian people are stupid. 
just proclaim it. Christian people are stupid. Stampeded like buffalo over the COVID thing, stampeded over the Ukraine thing, no independent critical thinking, no investigative work. January 6th, right? How many of you know who Matt Perno is? Raise your hand. Like six people in a room of 200? Yeah. The reason you don't know about Matt Perno is because the media doesn't want you to know about Matt Perno. Matt Perno is a 38-year-old man who was arrested for being inside the Capitol building on January 6th. He was there a whole 20 minutes, never damaged anything, never did anything bad, wasn't doing anything, charged with a felony and three misdemeanors. He hung himself this last week because of the pressure our government has put on him that they want to put him away for years for doing nothing. But that doesn't matter to you. What matters to you, America, is that I get my Ukrainian flag up there because I want to march stop, lockstep with the global tyrants. Matt Perno's a nothing to you because the media has made him a nothing to you. The Ukraine is all everything you're consumed with because that's important to them. Why? Because they've been doing evil over there and they don't want it uncovered. That's why. The Democrats and liberals, the Republicans and conservatives, what have they all been doing? I listen. Listen to NPR for the liberals and the Democrats. Look at ABC, NBC. For the conservatives, look at Fox News, Newsmax, a couple other ones. What are they all doing? Listen to the talk show hosts. What are they all doing? The conservative talk show hosts, the liberal talk show hosts, what are they all doing? Doing the same thing they always do, making political brownie points against each other. That's all they care about is to make political. You better get out of that mindset. We are Christian people. We are first and foremost Christian people. We're not Republicans. We're not conservatives. I always say, what are the conservatives actually conserving at this point? Oh, that's right, evil. They're solidifying homosexuals within the Republican Party day after day. If you don't realize that, it's just because you're not paying attention. They're everywhere accepted by the Republican Party. The Republican Party uses whatever they can for the latest cause celeb in order to do what they do. Having said all this, let me say this. There is the possibility, and I throw this out as a possibility because it's been done before, and I've seen it before in my lifetime. This could all be theater. Putin could be all in with all of them, and they're all just playing this out for their ends, the global tyrant's ends. Now, it's hard for people to think that way because we're good people, right? But it has been done in the past, it'll be done again in the future, and that may be the possibility now, is that they're all working together to create whatever they want to create in order to enslave the entire planet. You know what will determine that? Time. (laughs) When we see what plays out. That's what will determine that. And understand this. God is sovereign. In the midst of all their machinations plans, he's sitting in the heavens laughing. And he's using it all for his purposes in the earth. That doesn't mean we be quiet or just say, well, I'll just continue over here with my softball team and my church potluck team and 
oh, you know, and be indifferent to it all. No, you have to engage evil when you see it. You have to speak against it when it raises its ugly head. You have to act against it when action is necessary. Why is this stuff important to know? Because once you buy into their narrative, you will believe and do anything told to do or asked to do for the sake of the war effort. I hope you caught that. Why is this stuff important to know? Because once you buy into their narrative, you will believe and do anything told to do or asked to do for the sake of the war effort. You are putty in their hands once you embrace their narrative. Or if you don't really know what their narrative is, ignorance makes you putty in their hands too. Now let me give you some closing thoughts. Let me state these tyrants are not going away. They have to be defeated. You cannot appease them. On February 24th, as I noted, Forbes came out, a national vaccine passport is quietly rolled out. 21 states already have the vaccine passport. 21 states. Every province in Canada already has it and are operating on it in real time. They point out in here, this is all voluntary. (laughs) Yeah, it's all voluntary. That's why governments and business are working together to create them. (laughs) because at some point it won't be voluntary. And they'll create enough hysteria within and fear within the average butt-faced American that they will kill you if you don't get their vaccine and if you don't get their vaccine passport. They will kill you. It says right here in the article, While the United States government has not issued a federal digital vaccine pass, a national standard has nevertheless emerged. Why? Because they're using corporatism, using the corporate world to impose it. The district, to date, 21 states, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico offer accessibility of the smart health card, a verifiable digital proof of vaccination developed through the vaccination credential Credential initiative, a global coalition of public and private stakeholders, including Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, the Mayo Clinic, and a host of other heavyweight tech groups. Okay. Who owns the data on you? Do you wonder how important the data is that they own on you? Just watch that 15-minute video that I sent out to all of you from J.P. Sears on the WEF, what was it titled? Is Klaus Schwab the most dangerous man in the world? I think it was the title. And I'll link it here in the thingamabob, detail box. The COVID evil is going to continue. And frankly, I believe they've sized us up and are confident we can't stop it. They've seen overwhelmingly blithe compliance And I believe they're so far along in their tyranny that they openly talk about what they're going to do now, even in the most brash fashion. When you see that video, you will be stunned, shocked at what they openly say now. Real quick, some of you, but I got to get this all off my chest. There's a civil war going in the GOP here in Wisconsin and elsewhere, and I bring this up because I spoke to a county group a couple weeks ago, and this is some of of what I said to them, just a small part. I congratulated them because they were one of six counties that have said openly, it was in Sheboygan County, Voss needs to go. Voss, our 
for those not familiar with Wisconsin, our speaker, assembly speaker, Republican. I've told people for eight years Voss needs to go, and they just stare at you blankly. He's a great conservative. Well, he's kind of exposed himself rather blatantly regarding all of the COVID stuff and all of the stealing of the election stuff. But my exhortation to you is don't get too excited. So you get rid of Voss, there's just another one who will keep the status quo of the machinery going. Remember the song by The Who, Don't Get Fooled Again? I've been watching this civil war take shape, and I'm not impressed. Don't get played. I'm 61, and I've watched the GOP use the people for their own ends numerous times. Remember when marriage was a big issue? And the GOP harnessed that whole movement to make sure that marriage stayed between a man and a woman, constitutional amendment. They told us we need the constitutional amendment because if an activist federal court says that two men and two women can marry, then they can't impose it on Wisconsin because we have it in our Constitution. And then when SCOTUS trampled marriage between a man and a woman in their worthless Obergefell opinion, Scott Walker, the great conservative, couldn't run to a microphone fast enough and declare that same-sex marriage is now the law of the land. This is exactly what he said, verbatim, in Wisconsin. And then he went on to say, and now we can talk about things that are more important to the children, things like the economy. Yeah, that's what you get from the Republicans. Remember when the Tea Party started? Within a year and a half, totally annexed by the rhinos, totally annexed by the GOP establishment. Anybody with a brain could see it. And now we have this current dust-up going on over election integrity. And here's what you're going to get with the current lineup of state officials on either side of the current civil war. The GOP likes to politicize and regulate evil. They don't just stop it. And it'll be no different on either side. Understand they'll lay down to any court that crushes what they do do. They laid down to the slaughter of the preborn simply because of a court ruling. They laid down to the perversion of filth of two men marrying simply on the basis of a court ruling. And they will lay down to a court ruling that says you must put into your child's body whatever the government tells you to put into their body. What really matters will continue unabated regardless of which side wins this civil war in the GOP. The preborn are going to continue to be slaughtered. The filth of homosex and other sexual marriages will continue to be proliferated. And again, realize you are only one court ruling away from being forced to put into your body whatever the government says you must put into your body because they will not protect you. They will do whatever the court says. Ask them about judicial supremacy. It is the number one five-question boilerplate question for every candidate. What do you believe about judicial supremacy? Tells you everything you need to know. I guarantee you they're all judicial supremacists. They'll do whatever the court tells them to do, which is not true federalism. It's an evil. And it's why we're in the condition we are in, partly. In a federalism, you have multiple levels of government, multiple branches at each level. So if any one branch or branches begins to play the tyrant, another branch or branches interpose and stand against their evil. That's what our founders intended. They never expected the judiciary to be the final arbiter of all constitutional. They would never give unchecked power to one branch of government like that. And don't get me going on the churchmen. Understand the county and local sphere matters. 
At some point, hopefully, it will reach upward to the state level. I told them, I said, please continue to make your main efforts, the county and local effort. Build strong at this level, like it appears you have been doing here in Sheboygan County. And then I said to them, how do we remedy all this, this cabal that the GOP machinery has in place? Wanting to annex everything, because everybody who's involved in local government, county government efforts, will tell you it's already there. The GOP establishment is trying to annex all of it. Take over all of it. And and one of the ways they'll do it is get you all focused in, focused in on the state elections and work there while you neglect the county stuff. I'm telling you, do the exact opposite. So how do you protect yourself from being used by the GOP machinery? Here it is. It's earth-shattering. Here it is. Always put Christ and truth first. That's it. Always put Christ and truth first. Amen. (laughs) Then you can't get played by him. Our evil. While Americans, and I'm closing with this, while Americans have enjoyed the fatness of their wealth and ease and enjoyed their pride and arrogance, all while parading their adulteries and their sodomy, all while murdering their own sons and daughters in death camps and through chemicals across America, Mr. Putin has helped us see our own sin. He's helping us see our own sin. And our weakness. Because any people that don't put their trust and faith in Christ are a weak, pathetic people. All my libertarian friends, always talk about liberty, freedom. I watched them all put their masks on. Almost all. Almost all. Just like the Christians. Almost all. We live pathetic, sniveling lives, and our government bombs people routinely around the world, but then when the global tyrants want us to be concerned about a bombing, we come out all proud with incessant virtue signaling. And then I state here, we are a whore. And then I have Ezekiel chapter 23, which I was going to spend 20 minutes going through and making application to, but I've spent enough time here already. You can read Ezekiel 23 yourself. We need repentance. We need repentance in our lives. We need to call our nation to repentance. We need to call the magistrates of our nation to repentance. It's the tallest order of the hour. Brokenness before him. Confession of sin. Repentance. You do understand this is your sword, right? The word of God. Use it. Speak to the magistrates, speak to the people of our nation from the word of God, from the things he has to say. Call the nation to repentance, brothers and sisters. I know it's an awkward ending, but I can tell I've gone along and I hear all the kids out in the hallway and the peasants are getting unruly. So (laughs) let's stand up and we'll close in a word of prayer.